Hey everyone, I'm Brian Elliott, and I know the title of this video is a little clickbaity, but I promise you it is not. Uh, if you've ever wondered how much people make on YouTube, or you've asked me in the comments how much I make on my YouTube channel, you're about to find out. Stay tuned. All right, let's get right into it. The question I probably get asked the most by friends and also clients who want us to help create content for them and manage their YouTube channels is, how much can we make from YouTube? The quick answer is, it depends. You may have seen other YouTubers make videos like this. I watched one recently by Graham Stephan who opened his dashboard, was completely transparent. Let me just say this. There's a lot of confusion out there as to how much money YouTubers make and I'd like to do my best to clear things up. Last month I did about 7.8 million views and my take home from that was $129,122.99 in ad revenue. Good for you Graham, congratulations. Keep up the great work. But the difference between Graham's channel and my channel is he's got a couple million subscribers and I've got just over 100,000. So about 5% of his population, about 5% of his subscribers. So am I making as much or am I making significantly less? Do views matter? Do subscribers matter? Does engagement matter? Before we go there though, I also polled a couple of my friends just to see what their answer might be. Check this out. He walks the walk, he's got style, he's got swagger, women love him. So for my audience who doesn't know the Captain Sinbad channel, what is it? It's now an amalgamation between comedy sketches that is comedy geared towards people who are like in the self-help personal development space. They just like, like watching those videos. It's a comedy based on that. Alongside genuine videos in which I'm exploring a personal development topic um, that would be useful for entrepreneurs or creatives. And then there's another twist to it, which is that I'm a failed aspiring actor. And so I tried to add in like a cinematic genre piece element inside the videos more and more. I love it. I think it's super unique. But today we're talking about my video, which mm -hmm. is the question that I get asked all the time by friends and family and clients, which is, can you really make a go of it on YouTube as a career full-time? And how much does YouTube really pay you, especially um, for a video that does well? I have just over 100,000 subscribers. It's a fairly small channel. I'm terrible about uploading and being consistent. <laughs> and let me just say, too, that the, the higher the view count, it doesn't make it a better video, right? Yeah. Some of my videos that have very little view no one's discovered them yet, but I think they're gold. Um, yeah. It's a shame, but that's the world we live in. But sure. um, yeah. what would you guess? What would you be your best guess? All right. So I've been thinking about this. So you've got one that I think is almost at 2 million, actually. Like you've got a 1.7 or 1.4. Let's just say because they're like self-help, they're like personal development marketing style videos, but they're not like directly talking about finance, which is the best, like one of the best CPMs. I'm going to guess a CPM of five. So for a video with like, let's say 1.4 million views, I would guess you got 7,000. Okay. So that's taking into account cause you, you know, the math, right? The, the YouTube uh, creator revenue split, right? Oh no. So oh, you know no, it's not. You know that YouTube takes a cut of our money, right? 
You know that's happening. True, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm actually so dumb about a CPM rates because I get demonetized all the time. So I like don't even check it. I think my CPM is like crazy low. So <laughs> um, I have no reference for it. Okay, I, okay. Yeah, so YouTube take a, takes a cut and all that. I have heard that in the comedy space, a million views is $1,000. So maybe I'm actually going to give an adjusted number. Well, let me let me tell, tell you this. Yeah. I, I think, I, I don't know if this is exact, but I think the revenue split is 60-40. It might be more mm -hmm. like 55-45, but I think it's basically for easy math, 60-40. So the creator gets 60, YouTube takes 40% off the mm -hmm. top. Um, oh, okay. And... That's a pretty hefty chunk, actually. It's a pretty hefty chunk, yeah. It's almost a 50-50 yeah. split. Mm -hmm. So, what's your guess? So we're still going with the 1.7 million. That's still almost two million views. Yeah, let's let's use this one because the the Mel Robbins video is a good one for case study. And um, yeah, let's use that one. YouTube, like you said, takes I didn't account for that. Takes 40 percent. Okay. So that's 10,000. I'm gonna guess 5,000. Sydney, thanks for taking a minute to help me out here. Sure. Uh, you know, I'm asking a handful of friends this question, the question I get asked all the time, probably my most frequently asked question about my YouTube channel, which is, well, first of all, can you really make a go of it on YouTube? Can you make money? Can YouTube be a full-time job for someone? Mm -hmm. um, and mostly it started with my family asking, are you spending your time wisely? Like, are you really, is this just a waste of time? Or like, is this really right. going to? turn into something. Um, when are you going to get a real job? Uh, of course, YouTube's not my full-time job, um, mm -hmm. but it's one of the things I spend a lot of time on. And then the second question is, wow, you know, you've had a couple of your videos go viral. So you like, there's a, uh, a video with over, a little bit over a million views. How much does YouTube really pay you for uh, a video that gets about a million views? Everyone wants to know. Huh. Before I let you take a guess, um, for people who don't know who you are, what you do. I mean, we met through Damon John, mm -hmm. who are his right hand and the, probably the glue that keeps his social together. But kind of break it down, like who are you and what are you doing for Damon? Sure. So, yeah, as you mentioned, um, I work with Damon John from Shark Tank. He started a marketing and branding consulting agency called The Shark Group, to which I manage the social media division there. So... Um, I'm a strategist, I'm a creative, I'm a manager, all the roles are on this hat. Uh, so what I'm doing is I'm running all of Damon's channels, which are Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, of course. Um, in addition to Damon, I'm also managing Catherine Zeta-Jones, the award-winning actress. So this is not your first rodeo. You're, you know, you're, you're an expert in your field. And so this is a good question to ask someone like you because you're a little bit in the know. Mm -hmm. How much do you think YouTube paid me for a video that got a little over a million views? How many ads did you have? Because that's also... Like, oh, I have no idea. Like, I just had... You know, sometimes they put one to two ads uh, in the front. Sometimes they'll, they'll put it in the middle, so... Right, right, right. Just let's, just, let's assume I didn't touch it. I didn't, you know, uh, try to do anything fancy. I just got to sort of, you know, let the pre-rolls go... Um, I think there might be one 
that runs before it or one that runs after or something, but pretty standard, like nothing fancy. So I would say around like 10, 10 to 15,000. Okay. That's a good guess. Now, that's after the, after they take 40% of it. Oh no, that's not after the, that would be pre. So okay. you're splitting that like what? Six, six to 9,000. Okay. Yeah. So if, if your guess is 10,000, cause I'm not great at math and I get 60 and they get 40, I keep 6,000, they keep 4,000, 10,000 is the gross, 6,000 is the net. Yeah. And do you know anything about CPMs or CPM rates? Like what a typical YouTube channel gets? No, that, that, to be honest, I don't. I should, but I don't. I, I didn't really know either. And this was um, kind of a, a big eye-opener. Now, um, keep in mind when I show you this, this is the, the lifetime value. Okay. or the revenue that I have received to date. And from just see. a single video from one video that has, you know, basically over a million views. Mm -hmm. Ready? Here we go. Okay, sorry for the time warp. There's been a couple days between when I last filmed. Uh, I've been taking my son to the pool and hanging out, enjoying the summer. Hope you are too. But before I reveal this, I, I need to tell you a couple more things just so that you know my heart. Um, first of all, this is not a flex on my net worth. Um, I'm a regular person living a fairly regular lifestyle in the competitive business landscape of the overpriced Southern California suburbs. I'm probably a lot like you. Um, I don't have Lamborghinis in my driveway. None of my clothing has my initials embroidered on them. There's no girls in bikinis, and I'm certainly not taking exotic vacations on my private jet. Oh, okay, so why publish this now? The world is in flux and looks like it's coming unhinged. I know, unemployment rates are an all-time high, probably double what they were during the Great Recession. Um, the short answer is because this all feels familiar to me about a decade plus two years ago when I started my little fragile startup. It was a very volatile time and I was, I was scared, I felt hopeless. And I'm doing this so that maybe it'll inspire you, give you some ideas about how you can either start a side hustle or take your existing IP and package it, bottle it, um, and distribute it to educate people and maybe monetize it. Also, I am not a YouTube guru and having that kind of self-proclaimed title kind of makes me want to throw up. Okay, so I want to take you through this. Uh, as I mentioned before, you know, I'm not the first person to document this kind of case study. I think a few other YouTubers have made videos like this, like I can think of David Dobrik, uh, Mr. Beast, Graham Stephan, to name a few. But I'm very different from these guys in many ways because my channel is about 1% to 10% the size. And I thought it would be interesting and possibly valuable to you, especially those of you who are thinking about getting started on YouTube, to sort of give you a behind the scenes of a smaller channel. Sure, mine has 100,000 subscribers, but still, relatively speaking, it's a smaller channel. And I kind of wanted to give you an idea of what YouTube might pay me versus, you know, the millions or tens of millions of subscribers from the aforementioned YouTubers. Keep in mind, similar to any professional advice, your mileage may vary. This is what's worked for me, um, but they have been tried and tested and documented by YouTube corporate. They've written a lot, of, uh, a lot about this uh, on their blogs and websites. 
and uh, so have a lot of other experts. All right, so what is your guess? Here we go. How much do you think YouTube paid me for a video with a million plus views? And here it is. Whoa. What you're looking at in the graphic is the backend dashboard view of my YouTube channel analytics page. The estimated revenue is the net take home amount I was paid, receiving 60% of the money after an approximate 60-40 split with YouTube. Yep, you're reading the screenshot correctly. By the time you see this article, I've probably been paid over $20,000 net with an average CPM of 1861. In other words, this video generated about $32,307 in gross, and I've received $19,453.75 to date, and YouTube got about $12,853. And this video continues to get views and earn money while I sleep in perpetuity. It's pretty awesome. And if you are paying attention, you will start to notice that there's a five second window for all of us. There's a five second window between the moment that your inner wisdom, your instincts, your second brain, your gut, whatever you want to call it, all of that unique power that's in you that comes from your DNA, that comes from your life experiences, that comes from you know, everything that you've learned in your life, situational intelligence, all of that, when it speaks to you and tells you to move, to speak, to take some form of action, you only got five seconds to move before your mind will talk you out of it. Right, and you call it the emergency brake, right? Like Yes, yeah, so what we do is we tend to pull the emergency brake because your mind is designed to do three things. Your mind, by design, does just three things. It basically regulates your body to keep you alive. It also, uh, when you're sleeping, half of your mind shuts down and the other half catalogs everything that happened to you today so you can have memories. And the third thing that your mind does is it protects your ass. I'm really happy with the results, but you have to know this didn't happen overnight. Let me explain. Uh, here are some key learnings. So higher CPMs are really where it's at. Assuming you've met the basic threshold for 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 cumulative watch hours, you can apply for the YouTube Partner Program and begin monetizing your videos. Once you flip the switch, you'll start seeing a full host of analytics like reach, which gives you like the click-through number, CTR, engagement, and watch time, which is a super important metric to know, you know how long people are watching your videos, uh, audience, who's watching, on what kind of device, and from where. And you'll also see the revenue tab, and you'll see this thing called CPM, or cost per milli, which is Latin for thousand, cost per thousand. And this metric, if you didn't know, is commonly used in advertising. It's basically the cost an advertiser pays per 1,000 ads on YouTube. YouTube also recently introduced a metric called RPM, revenue per thousand, which is a more accurate measure of the true net metric after the revenue share. When I first uploaded this video episode with Mel Robbins in May of 2018, I knew it was great, but it actually flopped. Statistically speaking, that is. Nobody watched it and I was super disappointed. To make matters worse, I was kind of sweating it because the underperformance was a little bit embarrassing. I had asked my sponsor partner, AKA Hotel Residences, if I could borrow their swanky Beverly Hills penthouse to film in, uh, and I did it in exchange for a shout out in the description. So no news was really bad news, and I asked AKA to be patient with me and, and keep the faith. So I scrutinized the analytics, and tried to find the reason for the failure, but I, I couldn't find anything unusual or telling. It was really frustrating. All I could do is basically start a series of experiments. Uh, the first thing I did was I looked at the categories. 
If you have a YouTube channel, you can go to your channel, settings, upload defaults, advanced settings, and you'll see a drop-down menu with about 15 categories so that you can choose the category for your video. The list was not intuitive to me. I don't know how you feel about it, but it, it wasn't super intuitive. Uh, at first I didn't give it much thought and I rolled forward with this default people and blogs because I, I really didn't know any better. Surprisingly there's no business option for video and that probably describes my channel best, but there wasn't any choice for business. After months of no improvement and desperate for results, I decided to change things up and switched Mel's video episode to entertainment. After all, my videos are mildly entertaining and I thought, well, since it is part of a show or a web series, it is probably a good fit. What happened next was also unexpected. I believe what happened after making this change again is that I further confused the YouTube algorithm. It seems like I was thrown into the deep end of entertainment with huge channels massive competition and even lower CPMs. 12 months had passed since I uploaded the first original video and stats basically went from bad to worse. Take a look at this screenshot and it's from Mr. Beast's channel with nearly 40 million subscriptions taken from Social Blade. And Social Blade is a really handy tool. It's a website that gives you all kinds of analytics for your competitors and you can take a look at any kind of channel and evaluate it. <laughs> Funny side note, Social Blade currently has my channel behind the brand ranked with a B minus. Bummer, maybe I should upload more regularly or consistently. All right, I'll do better. I'll do better. So in my observation, entertainment channels tend to get higher views, but generally lower CPMs between like two and $4. Uh, from my previous career as a brand marketer on the client side, this totally makes sense because, because advertisers are willing to pay higher CPMs for more affluent audiences. And so my guess is that Mr. B's core demographic is somewhere between 10 and 22 years old. While this group probably consumes more content, it likely has a much lower disposable income and thus a value to the advertisers compared to my core business professionals. Okay, let me bump the lighting up a little bit more. So that said, Mr. Beast is still getting a ton of views on his videos, about 10 million per video. So he's raking in the cash, he's doing just fine. And my prediction is that Mr. Beast will be the first YouTube billionaire. So, way to go, Jimmy. Congrats. If you're putting on an entrepreneurial jersey, it's kind of like UFC. Like, nobody's going to go undefeated, right? Like, you should you know, expect the loss. Look, we've become friendly through the years. Yeah. Like, there's ups and downs and, like, truck time. You know, like, it's just, you lose. You lose along with winning. Look, I, and I'm also trying to talk about it a little bit more because I'm such an optimist that, like, everything out of my mouth is like, yeah, like, I mean, I don't have a gear to complain about my losses. I'm not gonna make content that you know is ha has me crying. And so I just know that being an entrepreneur means that, I mean, right now I'm in, in the midst of putting together a big deal. In the not executing it properly in the last 12 months, I've lost a million dollars. When I changed my video category for the third time to education, CPMs went through the roof. So they were super low at first, and then I made the change. So here's a screenshot from a couple of days ago, and you can see that the Mel Robbins video has gone from about $18 CPM to almost $34, uh, almost double. And the early progress I saw in 2019 with this prompted me to change all 600 of my videos to the education category, and it's probably now responsible for about a 10x increase in overall revenue for the channel. So. Oh, super awesome.
my videos might get fewer views compared to the bigger channels, but I noticed in the pre-rolls that they started attracting bigger and better advertisers, people like Mercedes-Benz and TurboTax, um, and my CPMs are now between like $15 and $40. So I've continued to work on Mel's channel and hundreds of other videos on my channel to see if I can get the CPMs higher and higher. And I've focused on, you know, things like titles, tags, thumbnails, and descriptions with a real focus to make sure that the YouTube algorithm understands my video and who best to serve it to. All right, one more case study. So over the last few years, I've been working with a handful of bigger brands and a few celebrity clients to grow their audience on YouTube. And here's a quick look at what I did for Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful. Without sharing too much, I can tell you that Kevin's channel was completely dead when I started working on it around this time last year. Uh, he had a few thousand subscribers with old videos that were six or eight years old, uh, basically just collecting cobwebs. If you know Kevin from TV on Shark Tank, uh, you know that he's ruthless and that he loves money. So the most shocking thing to me was he had not monetized his videos. His channel was not monetized. It, it was a total reboot. So we got to work, we set everything up, we created a series based on his niche and started making original content that his audience wanted. Here's a little bit of my strategy. Um, you know, I was thinking that everyone probably knows Kevin already from the show. They know that he's prickly, he's the royalty king deal. So my focus was really to show people what they hadn't seen. Things like, you know, did you know Kevin's a classically trained chef? That that he's a rare watch connoisseur, that he's a fashionista, he, he plays guitar, he writes music, he plays music. And obviously he's super knowledgeable about business and finance, but that was the idea behind the YouTube channel, to show people what they couldn't catch on TV. Uh, give me one like that and then one with the jacket. So now do another twirl. Kind of just replicate what you see with the jacket. Yeah. And twirl them in. Let me do it again. More? Uh, one more time. Okay, let's do it again. What does it say? <laughs> it's just that what a mess. He choked. Yeah. He choked. Like, I think what people should realize when they come in Shark Tank, they should have a plan to fund. They should have, here's my plan and I need $600,000 and here's what's going to happen if you give me $600,000. Here's your returns. If we had that, it would make sense. This was just give me $600,000 and I don't know what happens next. The other thing that strikes me too is that people, when they're, they don't think about what's in it for you first. Yeah, that's a big mistake. I don't know why people do that. It's, the, the smart ones come out and say, look, you give me $600, you'll have $10 million in three years. Right. That, oh yeah? Tell me more. Right, right, right. So the good news is you don't have to be rich and famous like Kevin to start a YouTube channel. I basically look for five things if you want to monetize or you know use this as a side hustle. The first one is, do you have deep domain knowledge in a particular niche? In other words, do you know stuff that most people don't know? Are you an expert? Is your IP or intellectual property valuable? The problem with most people and their IP is it's stuck in their head and they don't know how to get it out. And YouTube is a great place to educate people and teach people and, and share your, your intellectual property. The second one is, do you have a willingness to be on camera? Now this one seems kind of obvious, but um, I found that the people who are on camera, who can connect with their audience and talk personally, have the most success. If you're camera shy or you don't want to be on camera, maybe, maybe a podcast is a good alternative. 
Do you have charisma? This is the third one. Do you have charisma and believability? So charisma and believability, this is also self-explanatory, but don't worry. These skills can actually be taught. Um, there's that book, uh, Think and Grow Rich, or how to convince friends or be influential by some author I can't remember. The fourth one, do you have patience? So Kevin's channel started with a slow roll and it took about six months to get him where he is now. I think he's up at around 250,000 subscribers, but uh, you have to have patience. So yours might take longer or take less time, just depends on, uh, on how things go. The fifth one is, do you wanna collaborate with others? Part of the early success was collaborating with the iconic Marquez Brandley or MKBHD and also actor Mike Rowe who really helped propel Kevin's channel further and you know help kind of cross-pollinate the audiences and, and get, people, get people interested in what he was talking about. That's it for now. What did I leave out? Probably a ton. But if you'll leave me a question in the comments, I'll do my best to get back to you. I wish you a ton of success. Good luck with your endeavors. Um, happy YouTubing. And I just know the possibilities are endless, so go get them. But like I say, man, always said it. It's not about the destination. It's all about the journey. Ain't nothing changed. Deals were a little wonky, but still interesting. The dangling carrot that hang from the rear view. Uh -huh. Your dreams in the past ain't nowhere near you. Backseat drivers got nothing but two cents. Shotgun riders, too biased, they all liars. I should get an A for effort, I'm too tired. But I'm never giving up, that's why I'm kinda admired. Role model, like it or not, I gotta play it. Sugarcoat the rhyme sometimes, but still say it. Said I was quitting at 40, it's just a fib. I'm still a kid that's wiping the food off of my bib. You ever wanted something so bad that you could taste it? Cried over.